0: Lems That's is my good. master, and he commands me.
1: Hello, and welcome to Judge JudgeCast. Uh, this week's episode will be surprisingly CJ-free. I know we had an episode uh, uh, a few weeks ago that was CJ-light, but this one will actually be CJ-free. Uh, I am Brian Prilliman, uh, one of your hosts for JudgeCast. I am joined with Jess Dunks. Hello. Hello. And we are joined with a very special guest today, the uh, our IRC uh, admin, our, our moderator, Mr. James Bennett.
0: Hello. Hello.
1: Uh, James is joining us. He is one of the developers for our the new JudgeApps website that is replacing DCIFamily.org and all-around Internet-savvy guy.
0: The way I like to put it is, I don't make the Internet you use. I make the Internet you use better.
1: (laughs) I make the Internet you want to use. Uh, You want deep down in places that you don't talk about at parties. You
0: need me on that Internet.
1: You want me on that Internet.
2: (laughs) Okay, it's going to be that kind of episode. All right. (laughs)
1: It is going to be that kind of <laughs> Um Alright, so uh before we get into uh, talking about Judge Apps, uh they released there was this little tiny event uh this past weekend, uh, uh Gen Con Magic World Cup. Uh I heard about I it. Know, oh, yeah. I think uh, I heard, yeah,
0: I remember seeing like a story that they were doing that event.
1: It was just a little something. Right. How did, how um, did
0: that go? I didn't really see any like coverage or mention of it anywhere. I mean it was just
2: Well they did coverage just like uh just like a pro tour. Um oh. but nobody I know actually watched it. They just kind of looked at the <laughs> highlights.
0: I watched a little bit of the coverage actually. Um I was I was following it somewhat on uh on Saturday uh, doing a little bit of work and I just had it on in the background. Like a lot of times that's what I'll do on a weekend. I'll just find somewhere that there's tournament coverage and turn on a stream and sort of have that as, as background noise instead of watching TV or listening to music. I'll I'll listen to and watch people play magic. Perhaps says something about me that I'm not quite right in the head, but you know, yeah, it's
2: fine.
1: I mean, we, we, you don't have to state that we'll let the listeners draw their own conclusions. Mr. (laughs) Bennett. um, but, so, for those of us that weren't able to go to Gen Con and weren't able to uh, judge at the World Magic Cup, they did release one significant piece of information that that players and judges are very, very interested in, which is the first wave of 2013 Grand Prix Yay! Yay! So they announced all the cold ones. <laughs> so well,
0: uh, uh, hey... A couple of them are in the Southern Hemisphere, and it's going to be summer there.
1: Okay. Uh, Sydney? Yes. Sydney,
0: Uh, Rio. Rio in March. It's actually going to be more like fall, but, you know, Rio.
1: And that's Brazil. Yeah, Yeah. but
2: I think that's totally overshadowed by the fact that we have, you know, Denver in January. We have Canada in February. Canada in
1: February. Okay, I've I've done Canada,
0: like work-related stuff. I've done Canada in December. It's not that bad. And and Quebec City, if you've never been there, Quebec is actually really nice. The, the Quebecois are, are very nice people. Uh, even if you don't speak any French, um, when I was there the last time, like four or five years ago, they were all very nice. I, I would try to practice my French on them and they wouldn't let me because they wanted to practice their English on me. So it's really a nice place to go.
1: There's uh there's also one uh in January. There's a uh, i i I guess this is a typo the it's in the Shire in Spain. <laughs> yeah, where Bilbo lives. Yeah, that's uh... Yeah. Bilbo, yeah, Bilbo, G- Bilbo, Spain. Yeah. Did... Or Bilbao, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But uh Atl- Atlantic City. Um we while we've had some Star City opens in Vegas uh uh magic and uh and hitting and then after after you screw money you go hit the slot machine
2: yep yeah but well, you know actually uh we just went to speaking of star c games opens in vegas we just went to uh vegas for uh marina's birthday, and uh we may have spent enough money there that uh I have managed to cover my hotel room for the next s c g open in comps <laughs> uh <laughs> So I'm kind of excited about that.
1: Um, so you're excited that you lost so much no, money? No,
2: no, no. We didn't actually lose that much money. We just sat down at tables and, and, and you know, played blackjack mathematically and lost almost nothing. Um, but not, not that I'm encouraging gambling because you can lose a lot of money. But, you know, we just went there to have some fun. Um, and so I'm like, I won't have to stay at the on-site hotel. Which I wasn't very impressed with the last time I was there. Um I could stay at one of the nicer nicer hotels, so I'm kind of excited about that. Um I've never been to Atlantic City though. That's that's gonna be a new experience. I hope to go to that GP.
1: I think uh so off off of this list, let's let's say that we had our our wish list as it were. Like the two that if you could go to you would. Hmm.
0: Uh well, I'm almost certainly going to apply for Denver because it's a pretty short flight for me. <clears throat> I really like doing events in Denver.
1: Oh, that's right. Uh, James, we didn't we didn't uh, say uh, what level you are or where you're from.
0: Ah, um, well, I'm a level two based out of Lawrence, Kansas, which the easiest way to remember is if you have a map of Kansas and you see Kansas City and Topeka, just draw a dot halfway between them, and that's where I am.
1: It's assuming that you have a map of Kansas or want to
0: have them. Well, you have a map of the United States, which presumably includes Kansas. I mean, it might not include places like Florida. But...
1: <laughs> I don't know. Kansas is somewhere in the middle, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just a bunch of useless square states around there. So, you know, there's, there's, you know, New York, Florida, Texas, cause it's really big, California. It's
0: okay. We, 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 we continuously, um, all of my friends along the Gulf coast, thank you guys for, you know, heroically serving no other purpose than to break up the hurricanes as they try to come in.
1: I, yes, I'm going to be living through that this weekend. Yes, yep. that's, that's, that's my goal. Proud to serve. <laughs> um, throw my body into the storm so that it's weakened just slightly more for the people in, uh, in Georgia.
0: Yeah, see, we just leave most of the space around here empty so that when the tornadoes tear it up, it doesn't really do any real damage.
1: That's smart. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that, yeah, that's
1: the reason it's mostly empty. Yeah. It's because yeah. of the tornadoes.
0: <clears throat> There's a plan. <laughs>
1: It's also why I'm always hearing James like, "Yeah, I'm driving four hours to this PTQ and traveling six hours to this event." It's because <laughs> everything's also spread out. <sighs> it's the
0: Midwest; it happens.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Atlantic City would be cool. Uh, Rio de Janeiro sounds awesome. As, yeah, long as, as long as none of the cards are in Spanish, because then that might be in a bit of trouble. Yeah. Uh, um.
2: We we've had GP San Diego before. Uh and I think that one's going to be okay. Um uh, I'd kind of like to go to Sydney just cuz I've never been to Australia. Uh, would So I, I guess that, that would probably be the one I would most like to go to.
0: Yeah, Sydney definitely sounds cool. Um and, and again, it would be summer down there.
1: Right. And you could uh if there's a plane accident, you could end up on a TV show for 4 or 5 years. <laughs> where you're not really sure if you're dead or not you just know that when it's, you just know that when it's finally over you're kind of confused and, and not really happy
0: see, see I'm just imagining like a plane load of people going to the GP and like they, they crash land on an island and there's a round clock that has to be reset every 50 <laughs> minutes or something awful happens
2: welcome to GP lost
0: yeah <laughs> And there's somebody calling out, you know, feature match table numbers over and over
2: again. Wow. You just keep trying to get to your table.
0: Yeah. Feature matches at table four, table eight, table 15, table 16. <laughs>
1: Now, now I'm just now I'm just thinking, just in reality, if it was a bunch of Magic players in the plane crash, would they ever get off the beach, or would they just sit down and just play Magic? You know, it's like, guys, we need to find water, we need to get shelter. Shh, hold on, hold on, hold uh, on. This is this, exactly this, G- this EDH, EDH game is almost over. <laughs> this is a really good matchup. I got, I just flipped my Delver.
0: Yeah, you're, you're gonna see there. off to the side. You know, three v three drafts for coconuts.
2: <laughs> where are um, we getting the packs for this
1: um obviously we're um we're just reusing them over and over again wrapping them in little sleeves of seaweed that or it wow. turns
0: out that the island is Wizards of the Coast secret you know development lair
1: Car- we just discovered where Cartamlindy really is yeah uh,
0: you know like a volcano opens up and Mark Rosewater just comes out cackling and <laughs> I always, I always like to imagine him as a supervillain, you know, just you know, with a volcano lair and things like that. And if not him, then at the very least, Matt Tabak.
2: I could see them being like uh,
1: an evil team working <clears throat> together.
0: Yeah, you know, it could be like the the island in uh, in The Incredibles,
1: complete with robot monster. Yeah, nice. All right. Speaking of Robot Monsters, hey, I hear there's a Team Sealed GP coming up.
0: <laughs> Why, well, yes, Brian, I, I think there is.
1: I don't know how to do this segue thing without <laughs> CJ here. Well,
2: um, so, have, I, I, I have a curiosity. Have either of you ever
1: participated in any
2: way in a Team Sealed event? I have not.
1: Uh, I have... Um, Funny story, I don't know if I've actually told this story, but last year, um, one of the event, one of the stores down here, Armada, uh, was running a, a sealed two-headed giant event. Uh, uh, so this is this is slightly, slightly different. Oh, if you're going
0: to count two-headed giant, then...
1: Yeah, well, well hold on. Um, it was shortly after both uh, a level three judge, Ben McDowell, and <clears throat> myself, both gotten a divorce. And... Someone from suggested... other people. In- I was just going to ask. Friends. I thought from they got other- divorced from each other. We have not... Uh, no. Yeah, no. I mean, as
0: far as I know, you so and Ben still have no. a very good relationship.
1: Need it. Now, we'd both recently gotten divorced from other people. Suggested that we enter the event together and we sign up as team split marital assets. <laughs> <laughs> and we told the owner of the store... And it was like, hey, if we enter with the team split marital assets, will you bill our ex-wives for half the entry fee? <laughs> yeah. And he was amicable to the idea right up until the point that it actually came time to, to collect the money. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. That sounds great. That sounds really, really funny. <laughs> I was like, no, really, guys, I need the whole entry fee. <laughs> so. All right. So that was my aside. But other than that, No. <laughs> No, no, no team sealed nothing. So uh,
2: this last weekend, I had the opportunity to run a uh, team sealed event at Superstars uh, because people, you know, we're here in San Jose. So uh, a lot of people are very excited about the GP and they want to know how, how is this going to work? So we said, oh, we'll, we'll just run an event. That's the best way to explain how this is going to work. And uh, we had 22 teams show up, so 66 people. We we discovered that there were a lot of things that were easier than we expected about Team Shield from a judge perspective, and also some things that were more complicated. Um, getting people to fill out deck lists correctly was a giant pain. Um, they did not understand what they were supposed to do. Uh, so we had people trying to, filling them out uh, correctly, and then we also had people that were filling them out where they put in, like the cards they were playing in the played column, and then the cards they were not playing that were their sideboard in the total column. Uh, and I don't know why this was hard to understand, because a lot of these were players who had played in, in competitive uh, sealed events before. But they just, for some reason, just went right over their head how they were supposed to fill out this deck list. Um, so that was a bit odd.
1: So so how, how do you, you, you put down what you like how does it how does it break down what you open versus cuz you can share uh uh can you share what you Once you have registered your
2: decks you actually can't share. So you you right but before that point. Before that point so the team gets 12 packs to open. And uh and then they take all of the cards from those 12 packs and they split them however they like among their three players. Uh and each player will get a certain or will get uh, cards that are in their main deck, and then they will also get cards that are in their specific sideboard. Uh, so the, those cards uh, are in. You know, if player A decides he's going to play a blue-white deck, and then he gets all the extra blue-white cards that uh, that are in the pool, that nobody else is playing as, as his sideboard, uh, nobody else can use those those blue-white cards in his sideboard later. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. So I think that may have been part of the confusion was people didn't register, you know, the entire pool and then their decks. It was three separate decks and sideboards. Uh, I think it may also
0: is, isn't that something that depends on enforcement level? Because I think at regular, between rounds, you can swap cards between team members. It's just not above regular. So you can't do it at competitive. You can't do it at professional.
2: Right. At regular, you can do it. uh, You have the option to not do it. If you're running a regular team sealed a regular RL team sealed event uh, or any sealed event, uh, you can opt to not use uh, continuous deck construction rules. Yeah. Uh, however, I don't think I've ever been to a regular RL event where they did not allow continuous deck construction. Yeah. Um, right. But uh, if you if you do it competitively, um, then you cannot allow this. Yeah. Uh, another thing we ran into uh, is that. Wizard's event reporter uh, is not not set up amazingly well for for running team sealed events. Uh, it, it it functions and it will do you know the things you need it to do. Uh, but if you ever have issues, it's very hard to fix things like teams. You have three players that are registered in a team, right? So let's say you have uh, the three of us are registered on one team, and we find out halfway through. Uh, round one. That oh well, I'm Jess Dunks, but this DCI number you have here for me—that's that's some other Jess Dunks. Uh, that's not actually me. My DCI number is this, and for whatever reason, it got entered as the other Jess Dunks, which I don't think there is one. But you—you you understand what I'm saying? There's no way to fix that at that point in the tournament without nuking the entire event from space and starting over. You. G- yeah.
1: That's <laughs> so, uh, be sure to be nice yeah. to your scorekeepers yeah. at GPS. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you, you always keeping?
0: you always be nice to your scorekeeper when you're running two-headed giant, too. So I, I just right. treat that as an extension of this. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, I I d- d- from a uh, uh, perspective of dealing with the dealing with the scorekeepers at GPS uh, or and, and talking to them, they are. Uh, not really pleased with were in general oh, no, uh, nice. for running lots of events.
2: Yeah, Wizards Event Reporter is not very uh, very conducive to running events. In fact, in fact, uh, I would say that uh, our events have, since we switched over from DCI Reporter to Wizards Event Reporter because we had to, um, our events have definitely gone way down in efficiency.
1: Oh, do you, you know that that announcement that that went out uh you know the the announcement that went out that said hey uh d c i reporter is no longer uh uh allowing uploads you now need to use were mm-hmm. uh completely um the reason why that announcement when it did when it happened was because g p atlanta was done in d c i r and that's when we discovered that it wouldn't upload. There was no announcement <laughs> prior to that point. So we ran all of GP Atlanta, all of everything, and then like that Monday we go to upload or they went to upload. Didn't work. Yeah. So they had to call and then it was like, Oh yeah, we flipped a switch and you can't do that anymore. We we had a very
2: similar issue oh, with our World Magic qualifier. All of our side events, everything was all DCIR. And then we couldn't upload it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why it was not decided to inform the judge community. Uh, That would have been nice. But it was, for whatever reason, overlooked. Yeah.
0: Well, I know we are still, um, I believe our scorekeeper is still running. Like when we do a PTQ, we run it in Word because they tell us to run it in Word. But uh, just due to some experiences with were crashing midway through an event, I believe he also still keeps DCI Reporter open in the background and double-enters everything so that he can keep the tournament running if War goes down.
2: Um, you know, there is a way. Uh, why is so a way? We, we, had,
0: we had that happen. Our first uh, modern format, PDQ, we had to run it on were because DCI Reporter doesn't know what modern is. And, uh right were crashed pairing the last round of Swiss, and he had to go back and manually rebuild the tournament to get the last round paired.
2: So uh, Ever Alexi, since
0: then, I believe he's run them side by side.
2: Alexei has discovered a way to actually do backups in Wizard of Reporter, so that if it crashes, you can go back to the last point you backed up, backed up the tournament at. Um, Interesting. There, there is a way to do this. Basically, it requires you to take all of the, the tournament data files and copy them under a different name. And if everything crashes, you take that backup tournament file and just rename it to the correct one. Okay. Uh, and that 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 should work. Do some experimenting. Your mileage may vary with yeah. that. Um, yeah. But that's I don't have something... a whole
0: lot of experience with were. I've run like I've run F and and drafts on WER. Mm-hmm. I've never actually oh, is... kept anything larger on it.
2: Doing F is a giant frustration because uh, the way that that is set up if you, or whenever you try to do anything, it basically queries a database. Um, and so it's, there are some times where I'll, I'll, go to click a player's name and it'll be 30, 40 seconds in between clicks uh, for because a friend magic. Because
0: everybody in the world is running FNM at that point.
2: Right. And when we have, you know, a hundred people in an FNM, that's, that's a lot of delay. Yeah. Uh, I actually find that it's, it's best to just, start entering people with the network cable to the computer, just unplugged. <laughs>
1: uh, and here we were wondering if we were going to have enough to talk about. All we have to do <laughs> is bring up, Hey, where's pretty bad. <laughs> it's like, Oh, half an hour later. Well, back to the, the team. I mean, it's one of those that yes. it'll, it'll
0: definitely get there, but yeah, it's got some bugs right now. Um, I think the difference is, like, DCI Reporter has bugs and is crashy, but at this point, everybody knows what the bugs are and what makes it crash, so we just avoid doing those things.
1: And it hadn't had updates in a while. Yeah.
0: So. and now we're all learning what to do and what not to do with were, and so we complain
1: right. about it. like, you know,
2: remembering that you live in Uruguay. <laughs>
0: sure.
2: I live in
1: Uruguay. Yep.
0: I, I've been really happy since moving to Uruguay. <laughs>
1: It means your odds of getting accepted for uh, Rio de Janeiro uh, go up. Indeed. Because you're you're now uh, not really uh, international. So do you think,
2: uh, when I'm speaking of the Uruguay thing, when I was looking at the application for (laughs) GP San Antonio, um, I almost wanted to put in my cover letter that I was, uh, that recently moved to Uruguay, but I wasn't sure who would see this and whether
1: or not they would think that was funny. Uh so I didn't do that but I really wanted to. And I would I would put it I would put it in. <laughs> you would you would be surprised as as uh, so I'm also uh, so I've been judge manager for 2 GPs now and uh, the third one coming up Charleston. I get some of the weirdest cover letters. <laughs>
2: My cover letter for the World Magic Cup qualifier uh, on the West Coast was uh a statement that I was available whenever or for whatever point in the tournament I was needed. And then the United States bill of rights.
0: (laughs) Oh, I I did a series of cover letters. The beginning of the summer, I applied for a whole bunch of star city opens and rather than, you know, write a real cover letter and just type it out over and over again. I I put, you know, the, the info they actually asked for and then spread a running joke across like four different applications. Uh, so that uh, whoever was looking at them had to read all of them to get to the end of it.
1: So it was like, what was it? There was some uncards that did the same thing. Yeah. There, there was like a limerick spread across.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the unsets did the. Um, so uh, what you're saying the artist credit line. You you could piece it together and it would tell you a story or something.
2: So so what you're saying is that basically you're you're your applications had, like, flavor text? Yeah. Okay.
0: I mean, they, they were still perfectly good applications, they just also had flavor text. It was like, you know, Mirage, when they had the uh, you know, the love song of, was it, the, the love song that was written for the Mirage flavor text, and they quoted bits of it on all the different cards. It was like that, but spread out over a bunch of applications.
2: Okay. <laughs> so one thing I found, going back to the Team Seal event, one thing I found that... Uh, <laughs> was good, was was surprisingly, even though we had a 66-person event, about half the rounds finished early. Um, which is, you know, when you break 50 people, you pretty much expect you're never finishing a round early. Yeah. Um, but my theory as to why this is, is because you get to a situation where, like, players A and B on a team would beat their opponents, and then the players who were playing game C would just be like, uh, well, you know, this game is actually pointless, so we're not going to finish it. Um, and then they just fill out their match slip tournament. Uh, because the games in Team sealed I'm oh, sorry, the matches, are recorded as 1-0. It doesn't care who won how many games for tiebreakers or anything like that. Um, hmm. so, so I think that may be why things were going faster. Uh, also because yes. players were able to help their teammates, um, there was a whole lot of uh, I thought that would make things take longer, but I think it actually made things be faster. Yeah. Which surprised me.
0: But in a way it's kind of neat because with teammates there and with the ability to communicate in team events, um, in some ways it's almost like having two people sitting by you, watching you for slow play the whole time, because you're just sitting there dirtling. Your teammates are going to jump in and try to help you figure out what to do.
2: Right. Yeah. I thought we were going to give a lot more slow play warnings than we did. Um, Although another thing, speaking of warnings, uh, you get one match slip for the table,
1: which has three matches going on. I saw that, uh, I saw that they, they posted a picture of that for uh, uh, for the World Magic Cup on the the judges' Magic judges' Twitter account. And well, what's interesting about that is when you start getting penalties accruing. You know,
2: we had one situation where there was uh, two game losses, uh, several warnings, a time extension. and some other stuff going on all on one match slip because there's three different games going on there Uh, the two game losses actually came from the same deck check uh we we checked decks and both of them had errors and ended up giving game losses to both players so they just played one game
0: Uh, i've definitely seen result slips that like start to run out of space just in two-player matches i've seen one um not too long ago, I saw a, a single judge call that legitimately ended in four warnings. Wow. Uh, yeah, and uh, it was it was two instances of the same problem, but it was uh, a double GRV. So the players got double GRV'd, and then again, they got double GRV'd. So there were four warnings. And I, I don't even know what I'd do if I had three matches like that and had to find space. Maybe ask for larger font on the result slip so they take up more space.
1: We also, we also had some <laughs> situations... On the bottom of the slip, continued on other sheet of paper and just stapled so it on attached. It
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I was thinking, maybe you know, we'll have oversized match slips for the GP or something, I don't yeah. know. Um, so there were some things uh, that I wasn't sure of Uh, Because they're not in the MTR. Of course, I read the MTR for Team Seal. I had my staff read the MTR for Team Seal uh, before we started the event. And there were just some things that came up that just aren't covered. Um, Like in a situation where we were doing a deck check, for example. It felt awkward to... One person was getting a game loss. And it felt awkward to pull that player aside and talk to them while that player's counterpart on the other team is still sitting there helping his teammates. It's like, we've just put their, their game, uh, you know, their, their team down a person for a few minutes. Uh, but do we stop them all and just give the whole table a time extension? Do we just give the one match at the table a time extension? We weren't sure what to do. And then, so we kind of had to make that stuff up on the fly. Um, and of course we just gave one match the time extension, but it felt awkward. Yeah. Um, so there, I think there are a lot of things that are just not, you know, this doesn't, this format's not common. So there's a lot of things that aren't covered. So, so enough, you know, I, uh, bet,
0: I bet there are various communications forums and channels that you as a judge seeking discussion and input on, on interesting topics could take advantage of. Uh,
2: yeah. So there, there are a number of channels that I could use. The first, the first one that I would normally use, of course, would be the, the California judge group on Facebook uh, but there are definitely other things, like the the IRC, for example. Yeah. Uh, which I imagine is what you were you were plugging that, for. You know, I think it going for a
0: segue. I, I might also be going for a segue.
2: So so what kinds of things would you suggest that a judge like me could 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 look into for answers <clears throat> to these questions?
0: As it happens, um there there's a website that's just recently been unveiled to the judge program in, pu- in full public view that uh, may have various communications features that you could find useful for discussing with other judges and getting feedback and and, and people's opinions on these types of issues. Um, I can't quite remember what it's called. Brian, do you remember the
1: name? Um, so is this, uh, was it magicjudges.xxx?
0: <laughs> no.
1: So obviously, oh. <laughs> obviously,
2: he's talking about DCI family, right? Like that's that's been the go-to for so long.
0: It has um, indeed.
1: Well, that's that doesn't really have any any. I mean, it has a messaging feature to yeah. it, but it, that's that's underused.
0: Yeah. It does have um, event forums.
1: I guess you're talking about uh, a Judge Center, because you know you want to communicate with a judge, you just write him a review. And... <laughs>
0: if only and there, there, like... there were some sort of set of of Online applications for judges. Um, what might we call that? Uh, apps maybe, for judges.
2: Maybe we should yeah. call it Judge Apps.
0: Oh, that's, you know that's I, a great idea.
2: I think it is. Hey, Jess,
1: that's a great idea. You should probably uh, get to. <laughs> you should like trademark that. I should. A group of people to create such a tool.
2: Wow. So, what, what team would I put together if I wanted to create that kind of tool?
1: Um, well, I hear James Bennett's pretty pretty handy with a uh, uh, some HTML and like web page well, types.
0: Not so much HTML anymore, but uh, definitely some technology things. I at least oh, man. can table can and some bang rocks some in. rocks together and make things happen.
1: So, all right, all right. So, enough of this. Playing around and pretending like we don't know anything. <laughs> so, there is a new website. We mentioned this last podcast. Uh, apps.magicjudges.org It is the replacement for DCI family. And it is a... Uh, it has lots of shiny features that... Uh, some of DC them even work. <laughs> some of them even work. They're not just shiny. They're not just a pretty face. Yeah. Um. Uh, specifically, uh, the thing that we were talking about where you could get help is there is a forums feature. Dun, dun, yeah, there dun. is,
0: there, there are a bunch of forums on judge apps.
1: So um, is this, is this,
2: you know, my first concern if somebody tells me, oh, there's a forum, right? It's cause I'm used to the mailing list and everything else.
0: You I, know, I'm just nervous
2: about, I'm nervous. Just, about
0: hosting. But wait, there's more. I'm sorry. As Billy Mays would say. Um, you actually can interact with it via email. Um, One of of the features that we developed um, just before public launch, actually one of the last sort of big things to land uh, was the ability to have forums that people can browse and use just like any web forum. Um, You can also on the site turn on notifications so that whenever there's a post to a forum you're subscribed to, you will receive an email with whatever was posted and you can simply reply to that email. And when you send your email off in reply, it becomes a post in the forum. Okay. So you can actually interact with it. We, we had the level threes as our Guinea pigs. Um, they tested this out. Uh, we set up a private level three forum and gave them all access to it and they've been emailing back and forth to it. And apparently, quite happy with it. Uh, once we got over some initial bugs.
1: So, so let's let's jump jump back for just a second and, and go big picture. Okay. So how long how long has so this is a this is a replacement for DCI family. It is plus plus replacement plus plus. Yeah. Um, how long has this like? How were you contacted? How were you approached? How um, long is this in the works? Okay.
0: So the the story of this actually starts at GP Portland 2010, which is where I met Adam Shaw, who at the time was a level four judge. Adam was the author and maintainer of DCI family, which was the old site for doing event applications and everything, staffing events. And Adam and I were sitting and talking and Adam sort of knew who I was from the technology world. Um, In my day job and my other persona, uh, I helped to develop and produce a web framework called Django and DCI family was written using Django. So it was a thing I knew a, a thing or two about. And I talked to Adam and at the time it was just in the context of offering, you know, somebody who knows the tools and knows his way around who could help out with maintaining DCI family, adding new features. Um,
1: that's the one Django. That's the one where the joke, the joke is like James Bennett knows his stuff. He wrote the book on Django. Um, no, really, his name is on the book. I, I
0: did write a book on Django, and I may be writing <laughs> another one next year. Yeah. Because the first one is horrifically outdated now. <laughs> um, but anyway, I talked to Adam about this, and for a while, it, it just kind of, did like, DCI family was in a spot where it kind of did what needed to be done, and nobody wanted to poke it too much. Um, then a couple of things happened last year. Uh, Adam sort of stepped back from active judging. He still kept DCI family up and running, but he really had not had time to do much with it. And at the same time, I quit my job and became an unemployed lazy bum for a few months. And so I started talking about, well, um, what about instead of just trying to tack features on or make the occasional thing better, why not just see if we can build something from scratch? um to do you know what dci family does plus maybe some more things and i talked to uh jason lems level 5 um proposed this to him and talked to him about it and last summer started working on it by pro tour philadelphia last year uh alexei gusev had joined in on the project and we had a proof of concept that could kind of handle event staffing and not a lot else at that point. We showed it off to some people and you know, got some good feedback. Then uh, since Philly, basically it's been sort of dueling, adding features, fixing bugs, and Alexi and I both trying to find free time since I found another job and Alexi started an internship and um, all sorts of things you were eating into our lives. And Alexi also, in the middle of that, uh, completed his L3 checklist and got promoted, which takes a, a not inconsiderable amount of time to do um
1: so is he your boss now because he got promoted <laughs> uh
0: lems is my boss <laughs> Lem, lems is my job. master and he commands me
1: and i've <laughs> I just kind of gotten <laughs> used to that
2: that's a little bit creepy
1: <laughs> so, but yeah, we, 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 I think we just found the show's intro, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, we 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 continued uh, building on it, hacking on it. We got a larger feedback group. We got the L 3s involved to sort of come in and start beta testing had a closed beta group that posted a bunch of test events. We were able to get access to a lot of the data in DCI family to import like event histories and user accounts so that you didn't have to sign up all over again. If you had an account on DCI family, you have an account on judge apps. Um, Not everything came over completely cleanly. Like there's still, um, there's some people who are going to have events missing from their history just because of when we did the import. There are some people who got promoted since we did the user account import. Um, If your judge level is wrong on on judge apps, you can contact your RC. They have magical powers to correct your level. Um, So they can take care of that for you. And then uh, recently we launched it. Uh, I've been pretty happy with it. There were a few bugs to iron out. The email was sort of the last thing because there was talk of moving... Moving from maintaining actual judge mailing lists to just having forums that people could interact with over email because they knew that a lot of people wouldn't necessarily want to jump straight into doing a forum all the time. A lot of people actually liked having a mailing list. So we figured out ways to make it behave as a mailing list.
1: Yeah. I know that was one of one of my personal concerns was I don't have access to this at work or I don't have, I don't necessarily have access to forums at work. I have email through my phone, yeah. you know, but I don't necessarily have for, uh, forum form access. And I, and I understand that you know, when you start talking about like international people, yeah. they might have certain firewalls and stuff yeah. like that, that, so that preclude you
0: can, our... if you need to, or if you want to, you can interact with the forums solely by email.
1: And you have the ability to turn on and turn off certain forums. Yep.
0: Yeah, Uh, uh, there's. If you go to the site, you'll log in and there's a little sidebar. Very first thing there says notifications. It'll show you any notifications you have on site. You can also click the link there uh, to edit your profile and settings, and it'll have a whole list of the different types of notifications and what you will and won't get. Um, As far as like forums, we will be if you you know ask for email notifications from forums. You can ask for project forums, event forums, and other forums. So if you're a member of a project, like, say, the Knowledge Pool or the Judge Apps Development Project, those have their own forums. You can turn those on and off. Um, Anytime you're on an event, an event gets its own forum. You can turn those on or off. And then there are also some generic forums that you can turn on or off. So any or all of those you can get on-site, you can get by email, you can get both, you can get no notifications if you want to just come in and be surprised every once in a while at all the new stuff.
1: It's like Christmas. Yeah. So, let's ask, how much... So you've been working on this
0: Since last summer.
1: Two, well, two years, right? Well, the, the,
0: I the, mean, the no initial year. offer of helping out Adam was made a couple of years ago, but it just was one of those things that Timing never worked out, and so we never really did much with
1: it okay so how much of obviously when you when you're in the you know the professional world, you have deadlines and stuff like yeah. that, okay, did you really have deadlines for this, or was it a it'll get done when it gets done? um
0: we had some deadlines we wanted to have something to show people by Pro tour Philly last year, and we pulled that off um we also you know, got the the closed beta up and running. We had uh, not really a strict deadline, but we had some urgency to get something approximating the L3 list up and running so that they could test out the email form interaction for us. Uh, Just because we knew that would be a group that we could trust to, you know, actually use it and file useful feedback. Um, Then it was actually kind of funny. I was in the middle of at my day job uh launching a gigantic project that we've been working on since I started there last year. And two days after that launched, um we launched Judge Apps publicly. So I basically got to do two of them in one week.
2: So that was a lot of fun.
1: Awesome. Now so, uh, if there Oh sorry Jessica.
2: I was just gonna clarify that with Judge Apps that uh... Now, this is a full-on replacement for DCI family, yeah. right? Yeah, we have um, so, all of
0: the all of the like event staffing. Uh, basically, any event that was set up for staffing before August first will still be in DCI family, and there are a bunch of future events that are still in DCI family and will continue to run there until they're all done. Um, new events going forward, like all the new GPS and everything, are being staffed through Judge Apps. So that is the complete replacement for what DCI family used to do in terms of event staffing. We also have, you know, forums, the ability to organize projects. We have some blogs actually running on the domain.
1: Uh, I've seen seen a few of those. Yeah. Uh, I I posted uh, uh, the call for uh, GP Charleston, and I've been pretty impressed with – I mean, just like the fact that I have like little menus that, or little little tables that tell me, you know, here's the total number of counts uh, of L1s and L2s and L3s that have applied. Here's the number of people that have requested sponsorship yeah. and that kind of thing. Because that's all stuff that I had to compute, I had to figure out by hand beforehand, yeah. by like exporting out to a CSV and running counts and stuff like that. So there's a lot of um, uh, yeah, there's some basic stuff in there and
0: there's definitely room for a lot more. Um, I've noticed... you were also Brian, you, you're actually our Guinea pig on that because I believe you were the first GP to list on judge apps.
1: Nice. I've noticed some of those
2: same features as well with the, uh, the judge conference, uh, uh coming up after GP San Jose. Um, yeah. that's, that's happening in superstars. So I'm one of the organizers for that and, uh, also noticed that some of these improvements you're talking about, and so I, I feel like it's going to be not just better for for individual judges who are doing things, but it's also going to be better for the uh, the organizers of events and and everything else that's going on. So I'm I'm actually yeah. really excited about.
0: Yeah. Judge I mean, Apps. We've been the, yeah we've been happy with the uptake. Um, you know, Brian listed his GP. Um, a couple other GPS are up there now. Uh, Star City has begun listing some of their opens for later this year on Judge Apps. Um, we're definitely, it's out there, it's launched. We do have some channels for feedback. In fact, in the sidebar, there's a provide feedback link that takes you straight to fill out a form that emails me and Alexi. Um, we're, we're definitely, it's up and running and it does what we need it to do to launch it, which is a lot. Um, it will do more in the future. There are definitely things like, you know, what Brian was talking about with statistics on, like, regional breakdown, level breakdown. Those are, are kinds of things that are useful to see on applications, are useful to see in retrospect. It It's nice for someone with appropriate access, like, say, you know, um, higher level people in the program to be able to go back and look over a bunch of GPs. And see, you know, what did the regional staffing breakdown look like? What did the level staffing breakdown look like? And and notice trends in how these events are running. Um, We can definitely, we have plans to add better support for conferences. Right now, conferences are kind of pretend tournaments in that they use the same structure. Um, Once we've sort of shaken out the initial round of feedback, and responded to the request for event staffing, I would like to sit down and take some time to do conferences, um, offer a whole lot more tools. I would love to add, you know, not just the ability to apply and say I'm going to a conference, but have things like uh, the ability for people to post seminar materials, organize a schedule, you know, list your speakers, things that are separate from what you would normally do staffing a tournament, but are really important for doing a conference. I would love to have those built in and we have the ability to do that. So there are lots of those things there are all sorts of avenues for things we can add to this as we go on.
2: So as, as a level one judge, uh, who doesn't organize any events, but maybe wants to go to some, what do you think is the, the most exciting improvement that they're going to see over DCI family?
0: um, I think judge apps is a little bit friendlier Uh, just in terms of of the initial approach. You can get in there. Uh, You still have to have your account approved, but you can get in there. You can see a lot more information. Um, I think the process uh, of applying for events and seeing what's out there is a little easier. Now Um, you definitely can see like we, we have some uh, we pull out, not just events that are coming that are taking applications, but one of the first things you will see when you log in is a list of events that have upcoming deadlines. Like if there's anything with a deadline in the next two weeks for applications, you will see it front and center. Um, You will see forum posts and see what's going on in different projects you're a part of, which may be not immediately at L1. Um, You will see all sorts of discussion of events and things that you're involved with. Uh, You you can explore, see a lot of other judges. We have just some nice little user interface touches that Alexi did a lot of.
1: That stuff, being able to to find the judges uh, is much nicer than I think either either Judge Center or uh, DCI Family is. Like the... Like, first off when you click on regions it shows you like the it knows where you're located yeah. it shows you who your regional coordinator is so if you don't know you don't have to look it up it's just yeah. log onto the page it's there it tells you who who, who the guy or, uh, or or woman is yep. um, it shows you I mean you have the ability to find you know you want to know all the level twos in your state or, or your country yeah. you want to know the level two you know who to, who to get in touch yeah. with who to get in contact with. You know, it's fast. And the filters are not awkward like Judge Central filters are. Uh, there, is,
0: there is some awkwardness in the filters right now, in that, like, you can do things that will break them, but they're. Way to sell it. Well, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be honest. Um, there are definitely some bugs we're aware of, and we're working on fixing them. So, we also have. Um, there's some help available. Um on the blogs section.
1: Now I have noticed there's, there doesn't seem to be a link to that.
0: Uh, that is something that probably we should
1: add. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. we do this have, it's like,
1: if you don't know it's out there, you don't have a way of, yeah, like if you don't have the URL, yeah. you don't have a way of getting to it. Um,
0: the initial announcement, I believe included a link to it. Uh, so hopefully people seeing that will get there. Um, I forget whether if you also see it on the sign-up page. I think you do when you're signing up. We have a pointer to that because we have a special page on the blog dedicated to some common things people ran into with signing up. So at least until we can sort of iron out some of those issues, we have a page saying, hey, here's some things you might run into. Here's what to do. And we link that right off of the page where you're signing up for an account.
1: So how... Open is is judge apps too because judges as a whole tend to be nerdy dorky people. Um, A lot of them with computer ish (laughs) backgrounds. Um, If there are people L ones L twos whoever who want to help in some form or fashion, is is there is there an avenue available? Can people volunteer? Is it is it still closed?
0: Yeah. Um, there what's, there what's are the in fact um, some avenues for that. There is a uh, there's a project on Judge Apps called Judge Apps Development, uh, which is where we're tracking a lot of things right now. Uh, currently, it has a few members. At this point, um, if you're interested in helping out, what we're going to be looking for is people who know. Uh, Programming language Python, and really awesome if you also know the Django web framework because Python and Django are what all of this stuff is written in. Um, if you know either one of those and want to help out, you know, you should feel free to drop me a message through the site or you know go check out the Judge Apps development project. I think you can ask to join and we can get you added in there. Uh, so, you know what so doing.
1: I used to write uh, Python code about. 17 years ago and haven't touched it since. But, uh, do you think I can?
0: Yeah. Hey, we might have to bring you up to speed. Fortunately, I know somebody's (laughs) written a book on how to do this stuff. So I'll talk (laughs) to him and see if he has Uh, some advice.
1: (laughs) It's like, just start over from scratch again. But
0: I am really proud of like a lot of the stuff that's gotten on there. Like I've mentioned the blogs a couple of times. We moved over, um, I think a lot of people have seen the rules tips blog that has like a daily rules tip. Uh, we moved that over. We have blogs.magicjudges.org. We have several blogs on there, one for rules tips, uh, one for you know, help with the site. The Judge Anniversaries stuff moved over there uh, so that it, you, you still get the Judge Anniversaries posts on the mailing list. But there's a full version on there as well uh, on the blog site. Uh, knowledge
1: pool knowledge, pool's knowledge pool is up
0: there i really like that because it means that you know previously the knowledge pool you had to be reading judge list to see it the knowledge pool blog where we post the scenarios and just for anybody who doesn't know the knowledge pool is an educational project um currently run by it's ben and david isn't it yes uh, ben McDowell and david de la Iglesia. um its purpose is to come up with sort of interesting policy-related scenarios for judges to discuss. And so we just sort of throw these out every so often in different difficulty levels. That used to be something that only took place on the judge list. And we had our own private mailing list uh, for the knowledge pool to develop the scenarios. Now there's a forum on Judge Apps. There's also a blog on Judge Apps where all of the scenarios get posted publicly publicly and after a few days an official answer gets posted as well so anybody even if you're not reading judge list even if you're not a certified judge if you want to learn more about this stuff now we have these sort of public communication channels that we can have you know scenarios develop and discuss on the forum and have a blog for publicly making all of that available
1: that that actually there was something in there where you said where you said you don't even have to be a certified judge like dci family you know anybody could get a login yeah really uh and this this is the same thing yeah so although to read to read
0: blogs on like to read the blogs.magicjudges.org you don't have to be a judge you don't have to log in to read the blogs um those are just up there publicly the rules tips blog is up there publicly uh judge of the week is up there publicly judge anniversaries are up there um Getting into the rest of the site, the event staffing functions, the forums and everything, you do have to create an account. It does have to be verified. Um, Right now, if you're not currently a certified judge, what we're probably going to ask you is for the name of like an L2 that you've been working with who can vouch for you um, to get your account initially activated and get you access to things. Um, But then once you're in there, you have full access to all of the forums, all of the event staffing tools, everything that judge apps can do.
1: Awesome. So what off of this, off of this project, if you could some, if you could point out one thing that you are the most proud of, you know, whether, Mm -hmm. whether it's, I mean, whether it's, you know, like a widget, a logo, the incorporation of a major infrastructure point.
0: Um, Honestly, the one thing, this is going to sound silly. Um, DCI family, the thing I always disliked about interacting with it was every time I went to DCI family, I had to log in again. And sometimes even if I just like didn't do anything for a minute or two, I had to log in again because I was mm-hmm. constantly logging out. We changed the session timeout so that you stay logged in on judge apps, which means that I don't have to log in like five times a day.
2: And that makes I, I me happy. Like- I, I really like that as well, actually, because there's so many websites where I'm, you know, I've got three or four different tabs open uh, on my browser, and then I switch around and look at something, and then I go back and I have to log in again, yeah. and and it's pretty constant. So I am very glad that that is something we are. Uh, Overall,
0: with. I think I think Judge Apps right now already sort of gives a better overview just from the front page when you log in of sort of everything that's going on. Uh, Because you'll see events, you'll see forums, you'll see discussions, you'll see all that stuff. You'll see easy access to judges, easy access to information about your RC and how to get in touch. You'll see messaging, you'll see all these things. Um, There's definitely things we can do better with it, and we can definitely better organize it. But I think Judge Apps is already giving you a better sort of at-a-glance view of things that are happening in the program that are relevant to you immediately.
1: Good. Awesome. Okay. Now, we've been talking a lot about a web page. (laughs) We have indeed. Okay. We we have, and so and so now I'm gonna I'm gonna ask, you know, the the Joan Rivers type question. At least I I think she asks questions like that. Are there any? Do you have any juicy or funny or you know, you know, stories regarding this Um, project?
0: I have a couple. One awesome. one I can tell you about now because it's fixed, and I'm not going to tell you how to trigger it. Uh, okay. Just in case we accidentally break it again. Okay. Um,
1: but triggering it, it's placed uh, on the stack before players get priority, right? Um,
0: okay. There was a brief window right after launch. Um, one of the problems that I've run into testing this, and, like, I think the other day you might have seen me poking you asking if you could go look at a page, uh, is... When I go look at something and all the people we were working with to go look at something, everybody either was like me or Alexi both had had admin accounts. We can see everything on the site. We have admin powers to go change anything, do anything. you need a random dirtle to... We were working with, you know, L4s and L5s and RCs who all have magic superpowers to see everything, do everything on the site. And so there would be cases where we would need to verify that, like, access controls were working and I would need to go, you know, find somebody who's not an RC, not L4 or higher, in a lot of cases not L3 or higher, and just say, hey, can you go click this and tell me what you'll see? Um, There were a couple of cases where um, things were not quite being access protected the way they needed to be. We caught those very quickly and they're fixed. Um, There were one or two people who discovered a bug that they didn't actually get to see the L3 list, but they got notified whenever an email was sent to the L3 list. So they were getting notifications that there were things happening on the L3 list. They just couldn't see what they were. Nice. Um so we, we did find a way to keep those notifications. You're
1: talking about out. you. You're talking
0: about you. Yeah, I, I imagine that that's and it's frustrating to me sometimes because I'll look I'll go log in and I'll see the whole list of like forum posts and I'll be scanning for projects that I'm part of. And you know, I'll I'll see a notification that something happened on the level three list. And I'm like, well I can't go read that. Um
1: Or can you wink? <laughs>
0: Um, no, I, I do not read the level three list. Um, I will read it someday if I make L three. Uh, but yeah, I can imagine it definitely would be amusing and frustrating for somebody to get, you know, a notification saying a new post in the L three forum. And it's like, well, you, you're not allowed to see that. We're just going to tell you that it's there. <laughs> there are all threes and they're discussing something that you don't, there's cool stuff
1: understand. behind this curtain. There's cool stuff behind yeah. this curtain.
0: Uh, That that got fixed quickly. Um, We've definitely had, um, there was a case where actually just this week we had a bug that we thought we'd fixed. And Alexi and I had both looked at the code and said, this is fixed. And then it turned out it wasn't. And the actual literal solution turned out to be Alexi emailed me and said, oh, yeah, I restarted it. And it works now. Uh, it was a case of we'd actually fixed the code, fixed the bug. We just needed to turn it off and turn it on again to make it reload the code. So it reminds me, of you ever seen the IT crowd? Hello, IT, if you tried turning it off and back on again.
1: Sometimes it works.
0: Sometimes even with, you know, the largest things, uh, that's how you debug them.
1: I know I've reported one or two bugs, and I've been like, ha-ha, you're using Internet Explorer. Why don't you use a real web browser?
0: We fixed the Internet Explorer bug, I'm pretty sure. Uh. Um, It used to be there were some buttons that we were doing some fancy styling on that didn't quite work in Internet Internet Explorer, and we just turned that off. (laughs) Uh, We also said, I wish people could have seen a lot of the things we did during the closed beta, because we had some very silly events created and some very silly forums for them. And sadly, that has all passed away. Aww.
2: Well, so... So with, when you say silly forums, like... I see that there's still a like, test forum in there, so I assume it was that kind of thing, except amusing.
0: Um, there were some <laughs> genuine... Yeah, there were some genuine events, um... There may be some that I need to go delete. I don't think any of the test events are still in.
1: Like GP Backyard? Yeah,
0: there there was like GP My Backyard. There was a GP North Pole. Uh, I think somebody did port over the first FNM in space that Andreas is going to head judge.
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah. Them wacky coding beta testing judges.
0: You think one yeah, kind of of has Thermal Connecting now. now?
1: Wait till you do it from the moon.
0: Yeah. And there are already some things that have started popping up um, that like we never really intended to happen, but are starting to happen. Like there's one somewhere somebody created a sub forum for funny quotes from the Judge IRC channels. And I think they're already starting to post things in there. And just you know, random things like that we never could have expected, but now that we have the tools people are using it for. So, yeah, there's in the, the Community Corner forum, there's a thread on the Judge Open, the Magic Online Judge Open, and then Sean Hunt created a thread for entertaining quotes from the IRC channel.
1: Where is this, where is this at? You said it's under what now? Under the community, community
0: Corner. corner and apparent.
1: Oh, oh. And it's
0: a quote from me.
1: Uh Uh-oh, here we go. Uh, I'm reading this. Let me delete that real quick. No, hold on. What I want to know is how much the Moonfolk paid Watsy to get one of them dropped in Innistrad. Because there are some tribes in need of walkers, and it would be useful to know the price.
0: (laughs) That's actually fairly tame compared to something that that happened in the the IRC channel the
1: last couple days. We should probably, well yeah it was normally we can we can put uh i think the the pun off yeah that uh Turner had with uh one of the other <laughs> judges was it was just an hour of the worst puns ever
0: and Turner getting kicked every time he did it again,
1: I know he'd get kicked and then he'd come back and then he'd get kicked again. Yeah. the boy don't learn <laughs> good hitting yourself um. Yeah, there are
0: definitely occasional
1: outbreaks of silly. Now that I know, now that I know about this, I will have to, I will have to post to this.
0: You can, you can go populate that with amusing quotes from IRC.
1: Awesome. Awesome. All right. Um, so what what I really, what I really love most
2: about judge apps uh, is the forum itself because, um, the, the the mailing list was very daunting for people to get into and ask questions and deal with, but a forum is is way more inviting for for people to jump in and ask a question, yeah. uh, or, de- or 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 request an official answer, or just have a discussion point uh, because they don't feel like they're they're bothering everybody else. Yeah. So um,
0: the forum is definitely a nice thing. That was the forums were uh, were Alexis work. He sort of found and customized a forum app to our needs. Um, the only thing really that I got to do with that was the email integration. So I can't unfortunately take credit for forums as much as I would like to.
2: Okay. Well, that's, that's okay. You can, you can still take credit. You just, you know, Alexi. Like <laughs> much.
0: Well, yeah. <clears throat> uh, all
2: right. So what, what else, uh, we've talked a lot about this, this, uh, new website, which is awesome. I'm very excited that judge apps is coming out uh, or is already out. I should say. Um, is there anything else new that's, that's been going on or, or is going to happen in the near future? Uh, that's important magic or judging like, like maybe this new set that's coming out soon.
1: (laughs) Oh, Oh, that was a segue.
0: I believe he's trying to segue into your next. uh,
2: He
1: is segueing. I, I was, uh, yes, there is, um, uh, the return to Ravnica. This is something that I wanted to to mention. Um, here in uh, Orlando, Florida, uh, one of our local local level ones, uh, Aaron Duval, is worked with one of our TOS, and they are making uh, uh, the return to Ravnica pre-release uh, a large event called Magic for a Cure. It's um, going to be uh, a, a, an event where all of the proceeds uh, go to the American Cancer Society. Um, so the the judges the judges are are, are working for free at this event, um, volunteering their time, volunteering some some prizes. Uh, there's going to be raffles, silent auctions, all that kind of thing. On September 29th, uh, there are. I believe about four thousand dollars worth of donations. There's there's um uh you know there's there's like coupons for free pizzas donated, uh, uh restaurant gift certificates, airboat ride gift certificates, because it's Florida, right? You gotta have an airboat ride or a you know, a trip out to Gatorland or something along those lines. Uh, alter uh there are What's an full airboat? art an airboat is think of a big giant fan on the back of a flat bottom boat okay, okay so you just basically you get a slab have you ever seen i think it's it's one of the the i don't know is like miami you you're going to go out and, into the swamp and dump a body somewhere you're going to go you know you're going to get on your airboat Turn on the fan. Go out there, dump the body, and then go back. So, if you need to dump a body, come bid on the airboat rides uh, uh, at the pre-release. And this is might go into the realm of premeditation, but anyway, if you can't get that, there's gonna there's like uh, uh, altered art cards of some very popular EDH generals. Uh, there are. Uh, I know like there's a mana crypts or a mana crypt in the, in the pool. Um, So I'll post, I'll post or provide CJ information for, uh, for all the, all the prizes, Uh, dice bags, card boxes. uh, There's a, a, like a signed Vanna white, something. There's like a a wheel of fortune prize pack with like, (laughs) tickets to the shows and then like a bobblehead of Vanna White and Pat Sajak. So, uh, so yeah, so that's going to be here in, in, uh, in Orlando for the, uh, the, uh, the, for the return to Ravnica pre-release. So if you are local, even if you're not local, come on out. Uh, like I said, all the, all the proceeds are going to go to the American cancer society. Sweet. Yes. Sweet.
2: Magic for a good cause. This is, this is, uh,
1: yeah. And I I think cause, uh, Steven Briggs also does, uh, I think he's, he's done, he's done some charity tournaments as well. Um, and he was, he was one of the guys, when, when Aaron first said that he was going to do something like this, uh, I recommended that he get in touch with Stephen. Okay. Uh, there are also Steven... a couple of the
0: people, uh, Kirsten, Kirsten Heise has done uh, a couple charity events, does one pretty much every year in Ohio, uh, raising money, I believe, for multiple sclerosis research. Um, and there's also Regina Cross does one most years in Missouri. So there are a lot of charity events going on around the uh, around the program.
1: Yeah. So it's 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 really, I really like seeing stuff like this. I mean, and it was one of the things that when when it first when it first came up, uh, you know, definitely snap call. I'm going to volunteer my time for this. Yes. And, uh, so our, our, head judge for the event is going to be Aaron Duvall is the level one. Uh, his judge staff is going to be our regional coordinator, uh, and then a few, a uh, few local L2s. So it'll be, uh, it'll be fun. Nice. Um, so, uh, do we want to move on to email? I think so. Email. Email. <clears throat> Did, right.
0: Which reminds me, this is somewhat off-topic. Did any of you guys see Eric Levine's thread on Reddit? Yes. Where Eric he, had a thread on Reddit?
2: I was not aware of this.
0: He did some strong, bad email type stuff. Um, uh, for, for, for those who aren't familiar with Reddit, they, they have a tradition of doing a thread where, you know, it's I am whatever, ask me anything. And on the magic subreddit, Eric did I am a level three judge. I've worked for superstars, channel fireball, ask me anything. And then answered several of the questions he got strong, bad, strong, bad email style. Uh, it was definitely worth going and looking for and checking out. And I may have to find the link and, and send it to Jess so he can go read it.
1: Or put in the show notes.
0: Possibly even that.
1: Possibly even the show notes. Because I, I did see my he he posted it on on Facebook and then, and then he posted a little bit later. He's like laughing. Toby told me it was going to take me twice as long as I thought it would, and he was right. Yeah,
0: uh, Eric's uh, thread got three hundred and forty-three comments. Is that a lot? Yeah.
1: It's uh, that's uh, pretty I good. I don't read I don't Reddit a whole whole lot.
0: I, I've done a thing or two on Reddit, so but the the email reminded me of, of Eric Levine doing strong bad style answers.
1: Nice. <laughs> All right. So since CJ is not here, I'm going to make with the executive decision and not have you uh, announce mail mail time or mail bag in a in a in a falsetto voice unless you really want to, Mr. Bennett.
0: I don't have a falsetto voice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why is that not surprising?
0: My voice my voice goes the other direction. Be like, this, this, is th- this is CNN.
1: <laughs> this is as excited as James Bennett gets. Um, all right, so uh, I will read uh, the first email that we've got. Then, so I'll just mail time, huh, <laughs> CJ. Huh, email. Your- <laughs> uh, there we go. Can we can we get can we get it the other way? Can we get a this is
0: mailbag? This Mr. Bennett. is
1: email. That is good enough. That is good enough. All right. We have. um,
2: I'm a fan. Bill Brown. If I could like it
1: on Facebook, I would.
0: Uh, And so will Francisco.
1: Probably before you even finish typing it. Yes. So we have an email from the Dark Lord Chuckles, uh, Bill Brown. Uh, who writes, uh, hey guys, love the show. I'm an aspiring level one judge and you offer an invaluable resource to improving my knowledge and skills. Now onto the question. I've heard on several podcasts that the judge ruling for trample damage assignment has changed. Uh, I understand that when dealing with uh trample damage, you must announce how much damage is being assigned to any blockers and how much to the player. That is all okay. Uh, however, if you don't make an announcement, it's assumed that all damage is assigned to the blocker and none to the player. Is that correct? Uh, does it matter whether you're a regular or competitive rel? I guess the rules change to announcing life total changes. It might become a little clearer. So he's just, he's asking for clarification. So I think, Jess, you answered this, right?
2: I did. Did you did you read my answer there? Um why didn't she tell us your answer in your email? Well, no, I, I, I'm not telling him to read it. I'm asking if he agreed with it. Okay. Um, yeah. So, basically, the answer is that uh, there used to be the rules about trample didn't recently change, but the there was a shortcut in the Magic tournament rules uh, that previously said that if a player did not announce uh, how much damage they were assigning to the player and the creature, it was assumed that the that they were assigning the maximum amount of trample damage to the player or planeswalker that they were attacking. Um, this shortcut was mostly in place for when damage used to the stack and you could, uh, assign damage, put it on the stack and then somebody could respond to that. Uh, this shortcut was wasn't, in... or...
1: what's that? Like a healing salve or whatever. Yeah. Right.
2: Uh, so since you cannot respond to that that the shortcut is kind of um less less useful now and uh with, when it was taken away a lot of players and we actually discussed this on the show a little bit uh but only briefly uh, a lot of players suddenly assumed well that means that if my opponent doesn't announce it uh that that it's just all the damage to the creature and um what is really important to remember here is that yes, there was a shortcut removed from the MTR, but no, there was not another shortcut added that was the opposite. Um, <laughs> so so it's it's really important to remember that, according to the comp rules uh, in CR 510, uh, when we have combat damage that we're assigning, the active player announces how, much, how each attacking creature is assigning its combat damage. Um, and if they fail to announce this, they're not creating a new shortcut they're, they're breaking a game rule by not announcing how much damage is being dealt. So you can't try to pull one over on them or, or get them uh, because the shortcut doesn't exist anymore. In fact, that's a very bad thing if you're trying to do that. Uh, if they don't announce the damage and you don't clarify, and you know that they're supposed to announce the damage, it, it, you might even classify that as fraud. Uh, so please don't and do that.
1: Clarify, clarify, clarify. So yeah. You're supposed to announce life total yeah. changes too. Yes. So if if I attack you with a ten ten trample and you block with a one-one uh-huh. and then you're just and then you know it's like, oh well, you know, I don't pick up my pen or it's like, you know, no change or anything like that. That's uh you know, that should be a point right there. Yeah. You know, or if you pick it up and you're like, Well, I'll take one or something yeah. like that. That's none of that.
0: Yeah, basically the minute you announce the life total change or the lack of life total change, the players are going to notice that there's been a miscommunication here and that all we're going to do is clarify, hey, announce how you were assigning
1: the damage. Yes. And if and if my opponent picks up his pen and he writes down that you took the... That you, or well, since I'm attacking with the 10-10, I write down that you took 9 and you see me do that and you don't say anything about that, that's fraud, right? So the best
2: the best thing to do here is if, if there is a creature with trample in combat, clarify. Don't try to pull one over on your opponent uh, uh, by yeah. letting them break the rules because that's a bad yeah.
0: thing. It's not going to end well, right? And generally, this is like you you get a lot of these types of questions where people you know half heard that somebody managed to gotcha and pull some shenanigan with, well you didn't announce this or you didn't use the right wording. None of those ever work. Like if you if you actually go look at the tournament rules, like you said, the fact they removed a shortcut didn't mean they added another one. Um so many of these these weird little gotcha plays just don't work and I wish people would stop trying them.
2: Mm hmm. Yeah and so the just to
1: yeah. Clarify. That's the really yeah. big thing there. Just clarify. If, yeah. you, if you think your opponent took, you know, nine from a creature with trample, she took nine. Yeah. Yep. And yep.
2: So if
0: and your opponent said nine and you and he he's, looks like he's going to be taking the nine trample, you say, "So you're dead."
2: <laughs> and if you and if you have that one one, and you think for some reason that your opponent is dealing ten damage to the the one one, even though he could trample. Ask him. So, yeah. So, my lot of war elf takes 10 damage? And if he says yes, well, then you're in the clear, but, you know.
1: Otherwise. And that's, and the whole, and the whole, well, he didn't say, so of course I assumed that he was dealing all 10 damage to the light. No. No. No, no, <laughs> no, you, you thought no such of a thing.
0: <laughs> I award you <laughs> no points. <laughs>
1: It's like, you are aware that lying to a judge is a disqualifiable offense.
2: However, I'm really glad this question was brought up because this is something uh, players have been asking me recently. Uh, whenever there's a change to the MTR like that, players are going to try and take advantage of it. Uh, so so be aware, even if you are not trying to take advantage of this, that there are going to be people out there that do. So you want to be careful.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, what, what do we have? Uh, what do we have next for rules questions from Brendan Hurst? Um, Hi, Judge Cast. I know you love them rules questions. Yes, we do. <laughs> so so, he, so, so he, then, he then immediately follows with a policy question. Um, what is the normal response if the deck check teams finds one of the players using a blank checklist card as a divider in his deck box? Does it change if he has no DFCs in his uh, dual face cards in his seventy-five? So normally, uh, if a player has a a card in his in his in with his sideboard that is conceivably playable, it is considered part of his sideboard. Well,
2: hold on a minute. I want to I want to ask a question here. Okay. Um, you know, I'm assuming that we're at a competitive REL event, right? So. Everybody, well, deck check. Right. So everybody who's playing this should at least be somewhat familiar with the Magic Tournament rules. Uh, so my question is, if that's there, is why aren't you presenting your sideboard? Because <laughs> that, that would solve this whole problem. If So in the Magic Tournament rules, not only are you required to present your deck to your opponent, but you're also required to present your sideboard. Obviously, they're not going to cut it, but... Yeah. You know, you present your sideboard to say it face down and say, here's my sideboard. And if you're doing that, then there's a random DFC in your box. It doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, because you have you've, you've right. said clearly, these cards are my sideboard. Right. Yeah. But if you don't do that and you just are found to have a random other card in your deck box that you could conceivably be playing, then we've got a problem because we have to consider that to be part of the sideboard and that may result in you having an illegal sideboard or a deck that does not match your deck list. Right. So, so how, yes, presenting James, sideboard is a good idea.
2: James, how would you handle this situation if you With were the uh, judge?
0: The the blank checklist, you mean?
2: Yeah. Yes, that, that situation.
0: Okay. Um, well, Brian and I talked about this, and, and as I recall, we, we came to a consensus on this. Although this is a question, you know, double-faced cards have created... A lot of these types of questions, and especially checklists. Um, a checklist card, when you've marked it, is considered to be the card. Uh, so, if you have, you know, an Innistrad checklist card with the little circle filled in for Delver of Secrets, then when we deck check you, that's a Delver of Secrets. If you just have a random blank checklist card in your deck box, then that's not any card. So, as far as I'm concerned, and I, I think Brian. Yeah, yeah we, we came to this conclusion as well when we talked about it on IRC the other night. As far as we're concerned, if you just have a random unmarked checklist card in your deck box, that's not a problem. Um, it may be something that we kind of point out, maybe that's not the best idea, especially if you were to accidentally drop a marked checklist card in there when you thought you were using an unmarked one. Um, yep. But yeah, it's, it's not an infraction. We're not going to consider that to be a card because it isn't one.
2: Does this change if uh, if they're playing, say, three or four different double-faced cards in their deck?
0: If a checklist card is not marked, it's not a card. Okay. So, so. And again, the, the tournament rules in the RPG are telling us if we find a card that could conceivably be played in the deck, we have found something that isn't a card. It, it's almost the same as somebody who has, you know, some soldier tokens in their deck box. Those aren't magic cards. Those aren't cards that could conceivably be played in the deck. So we're not going to penalize you for having tokens in your deck box. An unmarked uh, checklist card is also not a card.
2: Well, so I, here I'm going to throw a, a slight wrench into this because I, I like to throw wrenches. Uh, they're heavy. Um, if you can dodge but,
1: a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, so if I'm playing uh, Delver at a PCQ and... Uh, uh, the only double face card in my deck is Delper of Secrets, and I draw a checklist card, and I realize during the first game that this checklist card isn't marked. Um, now we're we're saying that's not a card. So have I presented a fifty nine card deck, even though, you know, obviously
1: it's a Delver of Secrets. If it's not marked,
0: <laughs> what do you think, and- Brian?
1: I would say you did present a fifty-nine card deck. Okay. I mean, you 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 have the option. uh, No, not even (laughs) then. I mean, if you're saying it's not a, if we're saying it's not a card, what's that? I'm just gonna sit and laugh at this one. Why are you gonna sit and laugh at this one? Uh, Go ahead. It's it's kind of one of these things where if you say if you say it is a card then you have a deck uh, uh, a deck that doesn't match the deck list right mm-hmm. if you say it isn't a card then you've got a 59 card deck so either way it's a deck deck list problem
2: so so you'd be giving this person a game loss then
0: well the the question I would ask is the way you presented it you said you drew it and then what did you do when you drew it and realized the problem.
2: Oh, well, see that. And that's, that's kind of the trick question here is I, I drew it, gave one of the first round. I drew it and went, Oh, judge, this is supposed to be a delver of secrets. Um, and it's not marked
0: because of course there is that ever so handy, um, in the infraction procedure guide. If you notice an infraction that you've committed and call a judge on yourself immediately upon noticing it, the head judge does have the option to downgrade the penalty. Um, There's also a specific version of that for, like, realizing you've drawn a sideboard card in your opening hand when you're not supposed to. But in general, if you're calling a judge on yourself as soon as you realize there's a problem, then we we have the ability to be a little bit nicer. Uh, The way you originally asked the question made me wonder whether you were sitting on it and didn't say anything.
2: No, that would be that would be the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, bad.
0: that would be a very different
2: bad thing. Uh, and I have unfortunately seen players disqualified from events for for doing basically that—sitting on checklist cards that weren't what they were supposed to be—and um, that that was just all around yeah. bad.
0: Because that, that's so. the same as realizing you've drawn a card that's not supposed to be in your deck, and rather mm-hmm. than call a judge and maybe get a penalty, you decide to hide it, and then we find out and you go to your local DQ for some soft serve
2: <laughs> indeed um, so I think I think we may have exhausted this deck check question yeah. Uh, but yeah if you have the devil face card in there that's not marked it's very unlikely that you would get a penalty for that
1: uh, in fact I can't think of a situation in which I would get one yeah. so. all right uh, then we have one last email from a Tim Riley uh, who says love the podcast I found out about it through limited resources so that would be the episode that we did with uh, John Lauchs. Um he and he is asking my question is about until the end of turn versus this turn so that's that's cards where it's like this creature gains plus three plus three until uh, until end of turn versus uh, you know target player is unable to cast spells this turn he goes is there a subtle difference between these two i'm curious as to why there are different templates for what seems to be the same effect all right and jess you it looks like you answered this one i did
2: um this one took a little bit of looking into because i've never considered the question before (laughs) um
1: and it's not really a rules question it's just templating question uh so i did i did Looked into this. Well, from a rules from a rule standpoint, though, before we get into templating, from a rules standpoint, is there any difference?
2: Um, I, I mean, because of the templating, there kind of is. Uh, but as far as when those effects end, uh, there there is not a difference.
1: Yeah, they both they both end uh, uh, simultaneously. Right. Uh, uh, during the cleanup, after you discarded your card. hmm So.
2: Um, When I looked into this, uh, I found that until end of turn is a phrase that usually applies to something that's that's definitely happening or happening at this moment right now. Like, this creature gets plus three, plus three until end of turn, or gain control of target creature until end of turn. Whereas the phrase this turn usually applies to something that might or might not happen or may have already happened, like prevent the next X damage that would be dealt this turn. Creatures can't or must attack or block this turn, uh, or even, like, destroy this creature if it didn't attack this turn. Um, Things of that nature. Uh, And there's also some things, like, uh, that that change. So Advanced Hoverguard, for example. um, In fact, let me look up the oracle text of that so that I can tell you exactly what I'm talking about. But Advanced Hoverguard had a Rata that changed it from one to the other. Um, so originally, Advanced Hoverguard said pay one blue mana, Advanced Hoverguard can't be the target of spells or abilities this turn. And now, it says, pay a blue mana, Advanced Hoverguard gains shroud until end of turn. And the difference there being that one of these things says it definitely gains shroud, so it'll gain it until end of turn, and the other one is saying, basically, uh, if something would try to target it, it can't, this turn. Uh, so... I feel that that's so, a pretty clear distinction between the two, but I don't know if that's
1: 100% true all the time. Okay, but that makes no sense, because magic doesn't follow English grammar rules. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. That would make sense if I completely redefine the terminology, the, the way that magic rules are. Okay, so I take Jay's, uh Mr. Bennett, you've... You've you've seen the video. You actually showed it to me. Jess, have you seen have you seen the video that I'm making, uh, poking a joke at? Uh, no, no, I have not.
0: I I, I honestly I, I feel sorry for the guy, because he just really does not seem to understand how the rules work. There there was someone who um, had some issues with the way the rules work in certain areas. Mm-hmm. Um. He he'd posted a couple threads on the official uh, Wizards community forums, and uh, some of those threads got locked. Um, then he posted a video on YouTube. Uh, it's half an hour long, and wow. ba- basically rehashing the things he was saying in in the forum threads. Um, it, it's one of those classic sort of misunderstandings of somebody who assumes that where a term has a definition in magic, that should be overridden by a dictionary definition of the same term. Um, So, so for example, questions about, well, this is affecting something, so it must be targeting it. And, and of course, in magic, that's not the case. Um, You're not targeting something unless you specifically have the word target involved, even if you're affecting it somehow. And so a lot of it is just sort of those misconceptions. And it is definitely something that people get worked up about maybe the first couple of times they encounter it. And this is sort of an extreme example because he did go post a half hour long video on YouTube uh, explaining what he thought were problems in the rules. So but it really is, um, it's the sort of thing to be careful for and watch out for that, you know, a lot of work goes into making magic's rules work intuitively in common cases. Um, some of the rules don't always function intuitively, and there are going to be times when you have to go look up, like, what exactly do we mean when we say targeting? Um, what exactly does this keyword mean in magic? Because it may be different than what a dictionary would say. And so it's important to know how magic uses those terms.
1: Like, a a prime example, like, I was explaining this thread to someone, and it was, well, magic, we look at it as tapping, you know, if you tap a creature, you know, the English definition of the word tap is I just, you know, take one of my fingers or something like that and just bonk. Yeah. But in the game, it actually means to, to do something completely, to actually rotate it 90 degrees. Yeah.
0: Um, there okay. was an example in one of the forum threads where somebody said, you know, if if a creature has flying, does that mean it's only unblockable if I'm actually holding it up in the air above the table? Because that's what the dictionary says flying is. It has to be up in the air.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, no, there's 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 also the the rule that says just because the art
0: shows the yeah, creature flying the it doesn't have rule. Rule. Yeah.
1: the whipper will favorite rule in the whole game. <laughs> Just the, the nerd fights alone. That that, those, <laughs> yeah, yes. Well, how come the Wretched doesn't have flying? It's got wings, too. Yeah, but there's holes in those wings, so it can't get the lift it needs. There, there was a, a oh, question okay. that, that
0: came up um, not this past weekend, but the weekend before at the uh, Kansas City Open, Star City Games Open. Um, uh, if I have a soulless one, can you counter it with Remove Soul?
2: Huh. <laughs> and
0: if I'm asked to name a card, can I name Nameless Race?
2: So we were discussing at some point... Na- nameless
0: a- Race, by the way, I-, I didn't mean to interrupt you, is one of my favorite gatherer rulings ever. It has no creature subtypes. and The gatherer rulings explain that that's because it's the Nameless Race. <laughs>
2: <laughs> really?
0: Yeah, it actually has... Currently, its Oracle text does not give it any creature subtypes. So it's just a creature.
1: F- funny, funny judge call. Um, this happened at at GP Atlanta. Um, one of the you know uh, where I'm doing the the judge managing thing, and I'm I go up to another judge, and I'm just like, "So how's the event going?" He's like, "I just had one of the weirdest judge questions ever," and I was like well, what happened? So he tells me about the the ruling, and it's just this, it's a normal question about, like, how combat damage works, or something like that. And he explained it to the guys, and he's like, okay, well, do you have any other questions? And he says, the player just looked at me and says, yeah, does God have feet? (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, "Uh aha, just continue play. And just kind of walked off, but I was like, that's that that's kind of funny. <laughs> like, uh, you know, the IPG uh, the CR has uh, has no information on that. So Eric, Eric Levine and I were talking once
2: about uh, doing a flavor magic event, uh, and 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 this event is logistically not really feasible. But every judge call would be handled by a panel of three judges and if you could convince two out of the three that what you were trying to do should work then it does
0: so back to the three judge system but different
1: <laughs> so so it's it's basically we need a Randy, a Paula and a Simon yeah <laughs> and to critique your argument right i like it so so i like it
0: i i saw one um recently in a legacy event where we, I was amused more by the lack of interaction involved in the call. A player called a judge over and said, Judge, my opponent just cast Emrakul using Omniscience. And the judge nodded and said, Okay. And the player said, But I have Gadakteague in play. And the judge nodded and said, okay. okay. And there was a pause for just a couple seconds. And, you know, the judge asks them to, to go through the sequence just to make sure he hasn't missed anything. This is the extent of the judge's involvement in the call. And they say, well, okay, he cast show and tell. Okay, that's legal. Um, you know, I put this into play. He put omniscience into play. Then he cast Emerkul using omniscience. And the opponent at that point just says, like, picks up Teeg and points to the word non-creature on Teeg, And the player saw that and said, oh, and then looked up at the judge and said, never mind. <laughs>
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I've had a few of those I, kind
1: of things. Yeah. The uh, the at a uh, I I may I may have mentioned this, but at uh, at Star City uh, Orlando, the Legacy Open, we had uh, uh, one of the floor judges came up to me and told me that uh, one of the players they had um, they played uh, uh, they played they were one one one. Okay, And there was still like 10 minutes left on the clock. They drew a game, and one of the players was basically refusing to play because, in his mind, the match was over. and the judge had told him, and the judge had told him that he needed to continue playing, and he appealed. Yeah, So I kind of come over, and I'm like, "So guys, what's going on?" And he's just like, "Well, our match is done. I was like, really?" Um, and, you know, you just explain, no, it's, you, you keep playing until someone's 1-2, it's not best of three, and he's like, but I don't want to. And I was like, so are you conceding? And he's like, <laughs> no. I was like, well, then, play. Yeah.
2: <sighs> All right, I think we have devolved to the point where we yes. don't have any more content for this. We have no today. more content. Yeah, no more just content, Silly
0: stories like this. Which is
2: fun, up. but... You know, we want to save some of those for later for our listeners.
1: All right, all right.
2: So, flavor magic aside, I think uh, that's that's all we really have to talk about. That is. Uh, Did either of you have anything to add about Judge Apps or pre-releases or GPs or anything along those lines? No? No. Okay. We have exhausted today's topics, so... I want to thank everybody for listening to JudgeCast. Uh, and James, I want to thank you for coming on and being our guest today on JudgeCast.
0: Thanks for having me here. Oh, it's,
2: uh, I it's...
0: hope I was able to make up somewhat for the lack of CJ.
2: <laughs> well, no, it was really good to have you talk about uh, JudgeApps, and uh, I really hope we can help get the word out about it because it's an yeah. excellent set of tools. Uh, so thank you again for being on. Sure. Uh, and... We've already discussed how people contact you through the the judge apps, and so it's yeah, uh, read a bug. Yeah, there, there, yep. there's a <laughs> feedback
0: form. You can fill it <laughs> out. And it ends up in my inbox.
1: Awesome. Right. Hey James, I heard you on JudgeCast. Good job.
0: I disregard any report of of any kind of feedback that comes from Brian. By the way, it, he has it actually just goes straight into my spam filter.
1: Actually, I think I think one of my feedback was uh, I, I posted something, I posted some feedback, and and the response I got was like, "Come on, Brian, don't you think that we've heard about this bug like a billion times from other people?" So I turned right around and I wrote a feedback of uh, uh, you know admins for judge apps or snarky or something like that. <laughs>
2: I oh, no, 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 remember
0: that it, it was—it was on IRC. I told you we already knew about that, oh. and you gave me the uh, admins are smug. Oh, I
1: did, I did.
0: I expected you to write a review.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, no, that's that's a lot more. Uh, uh, it was much more immediate and much more visceral to just call you smug. I see. Plus, that's a, you know, what kind of review is that? James Bennett is smug. This is a 2012 review. Well, that is the put best that, kind of review. Are you going
0: to file that under my strengths or under my areas for improvement?
1: Both. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's that's kind of. That's question. It's a little bit of both.
2: <laughs> All right, signing off for JudgeCast. I'm Jess Dunks, keeping it fair. Brian...
1: I'm Brian Prillivan, keeping it fun.
2: We have and no CJ, been... so we're I know. For two hours.
1: Clearly. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody.
2: Good night. Good night.